Sota Perik Zayin, Mishnah Vav 7.6, and the Mishnah describes the fourth of the eight items listed back in Mishnah base that had to be said in Lashna Kodesh, in Hebrew specifically. And this is talking about the mitzvah of Birkas Kohanim. There's a mitzvah Doraisa, one of the target mitzvahs, that Kohanim, every male Kohen, is to give a blessing to the Jewish people every day. Um, it applies not just on the base of English stands or in Eretz Yisrael, but all the time and everywhere. And therefore, it's a little peculiar why in the diaspora, by at least by Ashkenazim, there isn't a custom for the Kohanim to do the, the what's called the Duchening um, or the Nesias Kapayim, Birchas Kohanim. It's all the references to the same same mitzvah, same thing, um, except on uh, on Yom Tovim essentially. And the reason why uh, is a little questionable. Uh, one answer given is that only on Yom Tov are the Kohanim sufficiently besimcha and they're able to give such a bracha. Um, Whatever the reason is, in Eretz Yisrael, we give, we do Birkas Kohanim every day, and a Kohen is Mekhaim Mitzvah Doraisa every time he does Birkas Kohanim. Um, uh, in fact, if he does it twice a day, he can do it, get two mitzvahs a day, two mitzvahs Doraisa. Now, in the time of the Beis HaMikdash, it was done a little differently than it's done out of the Beis HaMikdash, and a large part of our Mishnah here is to focus on the differences between how Birkas Kohanim was performed in the base of Mikdash as opposed to out of the base of Mikdash. So we'll see that in just a moment. Um, at all events, in the base of Mikdash, it was done, um, according to the Rambam, just once a day after the Tamach al Shachar. According to Tosavos, it was done also after the Tamach al Ben Harbaim and after the Musaf as well. Okay? Our custom nowadays certainly is to do it after Shachris and Musaf on Shabbos. And we don't do it at Mincha time because of the concern that people have been. Um, drinking wine, and it would be therefore pasul invalid from doing birkas kohanim. Okay, so the Mishnah here says inside birkas kohanim ketzad. How did one go about doing birkas kohanim? The ketzad here functions like a regular ketzad as it does to the rest of the parak, and not like those first two Mishnayos where it functioned as um, like minayin. How do we know it? But therefore, ironically, the Mishnah doesn't discuss how we know the scriptural basis for the requirement to say Birkas Kohanim specifically in Lashon HaKodesh in Hebrew. So um, the Gemara brings two suggestions. The first is another Gezer Shava going back to the brachos um, that the Levim gave. The other is that uh, there's no need for Gezer Shava here because the Pasuk itself says, Ko Sivarchu, bless them thusly, as such. And since it says Ko, like this, thusly, uh, it means as it's written in Hebrew, and simple as that. Now, um, the psukkah themselves, the verses, let me say them now for you. It's in Bamidbar, Perik Vav, starting from Pasuk Chav Beis, and it says, V'yadaber Hashem el Moshe Lemor. Daberl Aharon ve'el Banav Lemor. Hashem said to Moshe, he should tell Aaron and his sons, saying, Ko suvarchu es b'nei Yisrael. Thus, Lee, you shall bless the Jewish people. Amor lehem, and say to them, you say to them, Yivarecha Hashem v'yishmarecha, God should uh, bless you and protect you. That's the first of the three. It's three words long, has the Shem Hashem in it, um, as they all do, have the same Shem Hashem in it. And the first bracha is about, uh, let's call it physical well-being. So Yivarecha is about physical blessing, and Yishmarecha, protection for bad things happening to you. The second is, Ya'er Hashem panavelecha v'yichunecha, um, that's five words. Again, Hashem, Hashem appears. And this is about one's like spiritual being. So Hashem should like enlighten you um, and 
be gracious unto you, meaning give you things you don't even deserve. Again, these are the spiritual things, the second verse. And the third verse um, really is not about um, physical or spiritual things, but rather about the getting a proper judgment and getting into Olam Haba. In the end, and the Pasuk is, Yisa Hashem Panavelecha, Hashem should show favor towards you, Vayasem Lecha Shalom, and grant you peace, being eternal peace, in Olam Haba. Again, the Shem Hashem appears in this one for the third time. Uh, it's seven words long. And um, when you give your kids brachas on Friday night, you should have those three themes in mind for each of the three brachas. Then the Parsha continues on. It says, Vasamu es Shmi, Albanay Yisrael, Ani Vani Avarachem. Place my name on the Jewish people. And that's important because Hashem's name is going to come into play shortly. Vani Avarachem, and I will bless them. That's the end of the Parsha there. So, the mission here says, B'Medina, outside of the base of Mikdash, Omrim Osa, Shalosh Brachos, they said it as three distinct blessings, like I set out for you. And the three verses, each one stands alone, three, five, and seven words. And after each one of those Brachos, um, the people who were listening would say, Amen, as we do in Shul today. Uva Mikdash, but in the base of Mikdash, it was treated as like a single blessing, meaning they said all 15 words without a break. Um, and the reason why is because one doesn't say Amen in the base of Mikdash. Tosfos discusses the possibility that one would say but I'll put that aside for now. That's the first of the three differences that the Mishnah here points out between the base of Mikdash's version of Birkas Kohanim and outside of Beis HaMikdash. The second is, B'mikdash Omer es Hashem kekasvo Medina bekinoi. In the Beis HaMikdash, when the Kohanim would say the Birkas Kohanim, in each of the three verses, they would pr- pronounce Hashem's name like it's written, meaning the Yud and the He and the Vav and the He could be pronounced as a word, and they pronounced that word that we don't say normally, but they did say in the Beis HaMikdash with Birkas Kohanim. Um... But in the Medina, out of the Vesemikdash, they used what's called Kinui, like a substitute name. That's what we do always. We say, we look at the name Yud Kei Vav Kei and we pronounce it as Aleph Dalad Nun Yud. So that Kinui, that substitute word, what's referred to as Adnus, instead of pronouncing what's called the Shem Havaya, that tetragrammaton, that ineffable four letter name, that's Hashem's personal private name. But it is said, in the base Mikdash during Birkos Kohanim. Now, uh, the base of that is is also um, is also a, a series of drushes. Um, the basis for saying it specially in uh, differently and specially in the base of Mikdash. So the starting point is that it does say, as I focused you on when I read the Pesukim to you, the mandate to actually v'samu es shemi place my name. And what's Hashem's name? That's his personal, so to speak, name Yudke Vavke. So that has a place um, at all. But there's two versions of Hashem's name, so to speak. There's the Yudke Vavke, and then there's the usual way we pronounce it, the Kinui. Um, the basis for those two pronunciations is a separate drasha. Back when Hashem was speaking to Moshe Rabbeinu at the burning bush, the Sneh, so he said, olam, lador, lador. He said, this is Zeshmila Olam, this is my name forever. Zichri, and this is how I'm to be remembered or whatever we're called, the door door in each generation. So that's sort of repetitive to teach you there's two ways. There's the Laolam way and there's the door door way. The usual way is gonna be um the door door way, which would be 
Adnus, but there's another way which is mentioned sometimes, Yudkevavke. And when is that? That's in the base of English. When there's a mitzvah to the Samoishmi, to put my name on, um, to pronounce the name on the people when you're giving the bracha. So you'd ask, wait a second, if the mandate is Vesama Shmi Al B'nai Yisrael when they're giving the brachas, why does it apply only in the base of Mekdash? Let it apply also um, in Shul when they're doing Birkos Kohanim. There's another Joshua for that, um, which is the Pasuk in Shmos, that's Perkhaf, Pasuk Chaf 2020. It says, any place where I allow my name to be mentioned, I will come and bless you. And the Gemara says, of course, he doesn't allow his name to be mentioned anywhere that you want. It's only in the base of Mikdash. Therefore, the Pasuk should be read, in the place where I allow my name to be mentioned, meaning in the base of Mikdash, then Sham Azkir Eshmi, that's where my name is mentioned, and therefore, that's a place where, I'll come and bless you, meaning the 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 Gemara like makes a drasha. It's like Serus. It like turns the order around of the pasuk. So based on that limud, we do not pronounce Hashem's name explicitly outside of the base of Mikdash, even during Birkas Kohanim. Now during Birkas Kohanim, although they did say the name, the Shem Hashem, Hamufurash, uh, the people did not like bow down on their faces as um, was done on Yom Kippur. Uh, Tosi Yomta says the reason why is because there's a, a diak to be made that in Yom Kippur, it says the Shem Hashem came. Mit came Mipi Kohen Gadol from the mouth of the uh, Kohen Gadol, the high priest. Um, so Tosiontov says it's only then that they would fall on their faces and prostrate, but not when a regular Kohen would pronounce Birkas Kohanim. Now why would that be? So the Moshe Kadavero says that the reason is because the way that Hashem's name Yudke Bavke can be pronounced depends on its violation, and there are actually different vowels in different contexts. In fact, there are psukma different violations, and the way that it was pronounced um, in the Birkas Kohanim was the same with the same vowels that the Shem Adnus normally has, like it would be a, uh, and then do, and then noi. So the same thing would be like the yud k above k would be in those those same uh, with the same violation, and that pronunciation is for Birkas Kohanim and doesn't prompt everyone to bow down, but the way that Kohen Gadol did pronounce it was with different vowels and that did prompt them to bow down. Uh, interestingly, Amrav Haigon has a different name, but he says that there was a special 42-letter name of Hashem. You can see in his exclusion of Ayn, more about that. Um, and as well, Anabakoach. And that was what the Kohen Gadol said, which made everyone bow down, but just Yudke Vavke, not. Okay, fine. The third difference was how they raised their hands. Now, Birkas Kohan was called the Siyas Kapayim, the raising of the hands. And the reason for that is because um, there's a requirement to lift their hands of the Kohen as they do it. As the Pasuk says back in Birkas Tess Chavbeis, Vayisa Aaron es Yadav Am Varchem. It says Aaron raised his hands to the people and he blessed them. That actually is talking about um, at the inauguration of the of the Mishkan on the eighth day there. But the point is learned out that he raises hands through the Birkas Kohanim, therefore one raises his hands. But how high? Says the Mishnah. The Medina Kohanim Nosin Es Yadehim Keneged Kisfehem. In the out of the base of Mikdash, they would raise their hands to shoulder height, because that's lifting it up, that's sufficient. That's up is halfway up, I guess. Uva Mikdash Al Gabi Rashehen. But in the base of Mikdash, because the Shekhinah was on their fingertips or just above their fingertips, they raised their hands above their heads. Chutz Mekoen Golo Sheinu Magbia Es Yadav Lamala Min Hatzitz. 
the exception being the Kohen Gadol. The Kohen Gadol wore a special headband, a golden headband that said Kodesh Lashem. It had the Shem Hashem written on it, Yudke Vavke, and therefore out of deference to the Shem Hashem, he didn't raise his hands any higher uh, than the tzitz. Uh, Rabbi Yehuda, however, says, Rabbi Yehuda says that he did raise his hands above his head because, anyways, it's, they're expressing deference to the Shechina, so Shechina, Shem Hashem, it's like one and the same, therefore he raises his hands above his head as well, says Rabbi Yehuda. And in the last line of this uh, this Mishnah, so it says, Shene'emar, as it says. Now, what is this a proof text for? So some learn um, that it's going as a proof text for Rabbi Yehuda, because the Pasuk says, V'yisa Aronis, Yadav el ha'am that Aaron picked up his hands and blessed them. Um, the problem with that is that it doesn't suggest how high I lifted them up. Maybe he didn't lift them up any higher than the tzitz. So therefore, um, most learn that what's going on over here is this is a general proof text of the idea of Nesiyah's Kaim in general, that the hands have to go up for this whole thing, not just Rebuda Shita. At all events, the halacha does not follow Rebuda, um, so the Kongodal would not raise his hands above his head, above the tzitz, even in the base of Mikdash.